This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi and welcome to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. So the topic of the podcast today is what to do if your pitch or press release gets ignored. And the reason why I've chosen this topic is because last week I did my free PR challenge and that is where pet business owners can come along and they join in the challenge and every day they get given a new task which will take them a step closer to getting publicity for their pet business. So if you took part you'll be familiar with how it works so we cover all kinds of different things from studying different publications to writing a pitch to finding contact details for the journalists that you want to reach to going to places where journalists hang out so by the end of the week the people who took part had everything that they needed to send off a pitch but when it comes to pitching one of the hardest parts about it is And one of the hardest parts of putting yourself out there anyway is the fear that you'll be ignored or that you might get a message back saying this isn't for us or we don't like your story or something that's going to knock your confidence. And this quite often stands in the way of people putting themselves forward for publicity because it's quite a big fear to overcome. And I say this even as a journalist of like 20 years, I've put forward loads of stories that have been rejected I've put forward stories that I thought were absolutely amazing and I've not been able to place them and then I've put for, I've put forward stories that I thought weren't that great and people have gone absolutely crazy for them I've put forward stories to publications where they've said no to it and then I put it to another publication which may be seen as a bigger or better publication and they have bitten my hand off for it so it happens all the time there's lots of different factors that come into play as to why your pitch or press release gets ignored. It could just be the timing. It could just be the journalist got out of bed the wrong side that day. It could be that they're not even there. It could be that maybe your story idea just hit a nerve with them. There can be loads of different reasons as to why your story or pitch will be ignored. Um, And when this happens to you, the key thing to do is not to feel rubbish, not to feel dejected. Just pick yourself up, get yourself back on the horse and carry on um, and don't let it derail you. Um, The really important message that I want to get across to you today in this podcast is it can be demoralising, but it happens to everybody, even people who are, you know, amazing journalists who you've seen on the TV or whose columns you might read and absolutely love. They will have been rejected like you might have been. So don't let it derail you. Just keep on pushing on um, and you will find somebody or somewhere that will take on your story. So what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to go through some of the reasons why your pitch might be ignored so you can have a little bit of a better understanding as to why, for whatever reason, your pitch or idea wasn't considered suitable. And then I'm also going to talk about a few ways, a few things that you can do to salvage your pitch. So if you're feeling like this is a really strong story, I don't know why it's being ignored, what can I do? There's a couple of tips that you can um, follow where you can salvage what you've already done. Um, And then also um, I'm going to cover how you can follow up, how you can look for another angle, um, how you can work through different outlets on your list um, and also that not not right, that because the story's not right right now doesn't mean that it's not right forever. And then the final thing I'm going to talk about is not taking it personally and honestly I'm saying this to you now, I need to listen to my own advice because I do take things personally. It can be really hard when we're rejected um, but you know we're only human but my message to you is don't take it personally, don't let it stop you. Um, 
because one reporter says no to a story or doesn't come back to you, it doesn't mean that it's going to be a no from everybody. So just keep pushing forward. So I hope you're going to find this episode helpful. Um, I found it quite cathartic myself. Um, so what I'm going to do now is go through the reasons why your pitch might be ignored. So the first reason why your pitch might be ignored is because it's not suitable for the publication. So some publications just don't cover pet stories for whatever reason. So, for example, it could be like a business magazine and maybe, you know, having a story about your chihuahua or whatever amazing dog or cat you have, it just doesn't fit in there. So please don't be dejected if you decide to pitch to a publication and you don't actually see a lot of pet stories in that publication. So when I'm working with people, I always get them to go and actually get a physical copy or listen or watch the outlet that they're thinking of pitching to to make sure that they are going to you know be interested in what they've got to say in the first place so let's say you pitch to a business magazine something you know about a story related to something that your dog had done they didn't come back to you that's absolutely fine but if you went to like a local lifestyle magazine they might absolutely bite your hand off for the same story so it's really important to research the publication first and make sure that pet stories are going to be something that they are going to cover in the first place because that can save you a lot of a lot of work a lot of time and a lot of feeling dejected if they don't come back to you or they say no I had a funny thing a couple of weeks ago on twitter where I was talking about talking about pitching pet stories and there was a journalist on there and he said that when he worked on a local paper they actually had a ban on pet stories now that is really really unusual um I know when I've worked on local papers, we've always loved stories about animals. And when I read local papers, wherever I go, because I always love to read a local paper whenever I'm visiting different places, that kind of thing. I always see animal stories in there. So that's really unusual, but it can happen. So imagine if you were pitching to that particular editor, that that would make you feel really dejected. But at least if you had a really good look through the publication, you might twig that they just don't cover animal stories for whatever reason. I can't get my head around it either because I think our pets, you know, they're part of the family, but... If that's the case, then that's a very good reason as to why you're not getting a yes to your ideas. So another really important reason is it's just not of interest for their readers. So let's say you're going to pitch to a family magazine, but they focus on things to do with the children. So while we can argue that pets are part of the family, that pets and our children have a really, really strong bond, a really important relationship... If their readers pick up their magazine and it's a family magazine and they expect to see, you know, parents and children, if they're not expecting to see a story about pets or animals in there, because that's not what their readers want, then it's most likely you're going to get a no. So again, this is the same for family bloggers, family websites, that kind of thing. They might just write about human family. They might not be interested in writing about animals and that's absolutely fine. So again, make sure you do your research first and and make sure that you've kind of got some kind of confirmation that they are going to cover your topic. Okay, so the next uh, reason why you might be getting a no or being ignored is because it's not a strong enough story. So if you're being ignored and you're really convinced that the reporter should have jumped at the chance of running your story... I would suggest that you do the why would anyone care test. So this is where you run the story by somebody who isn't remotely interested in you or what you do or the service or product that you provide and see if they would care. If they say no, then the chances are it just wasn't a strong enough story. An example of this, which I think I've used before on the podcast, but I think it's a really good one. It's the story about Sherry, the two-legged dog running a marathon. 
So I remember telling a friend of mine who really isn't interested in dogs, he doesn't care about rescue dogs, he doesn't care about animals, I'm not really sure why we're friends, but anyway, I told him about it, and he was like, wow, that is pretty amazing. And because basically the story about Sherry is that she was a, a, a dog who had to have her, she had to have her back legs amputated, and she has a cart to help her get around, um, and she was walking a mile a day, she was, obviously it was all very safe and she was healthy enough to do it, walking a mile a day for 26 days to raise money for Dogs for Rescue in Manchester. Now I'll link to the story in the show notes as well so you can go and have a look at it if you want to. But I thought that was a really remarkable story, it was picked up by TV stations, by radio stations, loads of um, loads of online newspaper um, and I think maybe some magazine coverage. I first did it in the Sunday Mirror and it got meant that they raised all the money they needed for the animal shelter and her marathon effort was to build a new visitor centre so it was a brilliant brilliant feel-good story but even someone who didn't care about animals he was just like oh my gosh yeah I am really moved by that so it doesn't have to be as extreme as that but that's just an just as an example if the average man on the street who isn't a crazy dog person or cat person or animal lover isn't going to be interested in your story you have to think you know is that going to get past an editor now the other the other reason why a story might not be strong enough is if you're pitching to a freelance. So I work as a freelance journalist as well as doing the um, coaching and consultancy for pet businesses who want media coverage. Um, and if I'm pitching a story in, because I only write for national publications, um, I have to be able to sell the story in. So I have to have a story that's strong enough that a newspaper or magazine will buy it from me. Otherwise, I don't get paid. Um, so... I can only sell in a story that's really, really strong, that's strong enough and interesting enough to, to go into a national newspaper or magazine. The way it works is freelancers get stories and pitch them to editors and they're paid on publication. So they get paid when the story goes in the newspaper or magazine. But in the UK, they're generally only paid if it goes into a larger publication. So if you're pitching to a freelance, your story might be good enough for your local paper, but it won't be good enough, it won't be strong enough for them to sell into a national newspaper or magazine. And that might be the reason why I didn't hear back. So actually, if you've pitched to a local freelance, if you've got a relationship with them, they might turn around and say, actually, do you know what? That might be, that's a lovely story, but it's only strong enough for a local paper. I wouldn't be able to place it, but I'm sure the, you know, the Manchester Evening News or Newcastle Chronicle or whatever your local paper is would be interested in it. Um, so again, talked about nurturing relationships with, with um, journalists you know, if you've done that with a freelancer and you do approach them, then that might be the response if your story isn't strong enough, which again means that you can take your story and you can go and confidently pitch it to a local publication. So another reason is that the reporter isn't working there at the moment. So this is something that I've experienced in lockdown with my clients. So a few, um, we had one situation where Dawn, who's a dog trainer up in Carlisle, she was pitching a story about what she'd been doing in lockdown, how she'd been supporting her clients and some vital um, information that pet owners needed to know about how to support the dogs when we've been in lockdown. And she'd been sending an email to a reporter that she knew covered the patch and she wasn't getting a response. So she chased it a couple of times, nobody came back. And then eventually she called the office and she found out that the, the person who she'd been emailing wasn't actually working at the moment. They'd been furloughed. So they weren't likely to be checking their email. Um, so again, if you've got a really good story and you think you've sent it to a contact who's going to be interested and you're confused as to why you've not had any, had any response, then actually calling the office and making sure that they're there is um, you know, one way you can get around that and find out whether or not that's the reason um, why your pitch isn't being picked up. 
So the fifth reason is that they've already covered already covered a really similar story recently. So if they've just covered your topic, you might not get a response. So as an example of this, I've been writing loads about the puppy pandemic recently. So I've had, I'm still getting loads of press releases about it, but I've already already covered quite a few different angles on the puppy pandemic. So if you've got a press release about the puppy pandemic, but there's a different angle in there, something that hasn't been covered before, what I would do is move that angle up to the top of the story and rewrite it, repitch it, and go in on the on the line that hasn't already been used. So that's going to mean you're more likely to get a yes to your story idea. So again, just for an example of this, one of my clients, Kerry, she had an idea about separation anxiety in dogs as we come out of lockdown. So she was pitching a story about how dogs are going to be suffering with separation anxiety as their owners return back to work. Obviously, this was before we were told we couldn't go back to work or we should work from home. So this was a about a month or so ago and Kerry had this idea and I was like yeah that's a great idea however it's been done quite a lot I've already had a lot of press releases covering this topic but what we could do is change it around a little bit and talk about how more people are going to be taking the dogs to work with them so how you can make your office more dog friendly and what we did was Kerry put together a series of tips and some really helpful advice. I got a few, I got some case studies of people who've got dogs in the office where they talked about what it's like having a four-legged workmate. And it ended up being a really, really fun piece for a national newspaper. It went in the Sunday Express. It was also on the TV news and Kerry did some local radio about it as well. So it was a really great way of um, turning a story around to something that had already been covered to put in a really fresh angle on it and making sure that um, you know it got the coverage that Kerry deserved. So if you've got a story and you go to put it out and realise it's been covered recently, I also have an entire podcast on what you can do on this topic. Again, I'll talk about Kerry's story on there. But if you want to listen into it, if you click on the link in the show notes or if you go to my website, then you'll find the link there. And the episode is what to do if your story has just been covered. Okay, so we've covered five reasons why your pitch or press release might be being ignored. And the next thing I wanted to cover is what you can do next. So if your pitch or idea hasn't been picked up or you're being ignored or you've had somebody turn around and say, no, that's not for us, this is what you can do. So the first thing you can do is you can follow up. So it's okay to send one or two emails to follow up and see if it's of interest. If you don't get a response, I would assume it's not. So if you send one, don't get anything back, it's probably a no. And if you send two and you don't get anything back, it's definitely a no. One thing that you might be able to do, actually, I have this on my email, is I have like a tracking um I have an app where I can track my emails and see if they've been opened. I know Gmail does a similar thing. So if you've got that facility on your email, you'll at least be able to see if it's been opened and that will kind of put you out of your misery a little bit because you'll know it's been opened and it's not just kind of gone into a spam folder or um, just kind of disappeared into the ether. Um, So if you've got that facility, you'll know that it's been seen and if it has been seen and you followed up and it's not been picked up, then it's probably going to be a no. Um, What I would say is journalists prefer to be contacted by email. They are very busy. They'd rather be emailed rather than phone. And it can be quite awkward when you have to say no to a story on a phone call. Um, I have this from PRs on a fairly regular basis. It is quite awkward. Um, So I think journalists, well, I I don't think, I know journalists would rather, um, you know, say no on an email than have that awkward phone call. Um, That's not to say that journalists don't ever want to be phoned. If you've got a relationship with somebody, you've built a relationship with them, um, it's not, you know, if they've, if you have their kind of permission, it's not to say don't ever phone a journalist. But generally speaking, if you're pitching cold, or if you've sent an email, you've not heard back from them, they would probably rather that you just emailed rather than phone call. Um, 
so there was a recent study by Gingercoms and they are a period they basically send out data-driven stories are really great um, I'll link to them in the show notes um, and what they do is they carry out surveys on behalf of organizations and then send them out to news organizations um, so they get loads of great coverage and they're all former journalists so they did a poll recently and they asked 200 journalists how they prefer to be contacted and in their research 89% said they preferred email so I'm going to link to the study in the show notes and it's it's basically it was a study into how PR should operate but as you're kind of being your own PR then I think it's really helpful information for you as well so another thing you can do next is look for another hook so sometimes when we've we've kind of labored over something and it's like we've put our heart and soul into it and we put so much time and effort into it sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees and actually if you start again if you get your story get your bullet points put your key points down and write it again you might be improve you might be able to improve it or make it more topical so think about when we're talking about ways to make it more topical um think about you know what dates we've got going on what dates are in the diary what events are going on in the news or you know is there an awareness day that we can potentially hook the story on so as I was writing um writing up this episode and writing the um, notes that go with it I was thinking about thinking about pets and anxiety and we've been talking a lot about pets and anxiety during lockdown and, and the confusion and everything that they are going to be facing and I was thinking okay if somebody's had a story about how to cope with your anxious dog and it's not been it's not been picked up what they could do is they could think, okay, I could maybe um, I could maybe pitch this around bonfire night. So again, I was thinking today about how bonfire night is going to be different this year. So I'm recording this in September. It's September the 23rd. It's actually the day before the podcast goes out. But anyway, um, massively on the fly. Um, so this year, bonfire night is looking like there won't be any organised displays. But inevitably and annoyingly, people will have fireworks in the garden. So if you've got a, let's say you've had a um, story idea about how to cope with your anxious dog you could actually mold that around bonfire night and how bonfire night is going to change how people are going to be having you know fireworks in their own gardens and actually it's going to be even more stressful for our animals because it's going to be on our doorsteps rather than organized displays where quite often you can kind of shield your animal away from them can't you i mean i go away every year another friend of mine katie she goes away every year we go to somewhere that's really quiet. We go to Robin Hood's Bay in Yorkshire. And it was we started doing it with Daisy when she was older um, because she really, really was anxious about fireworks. And now we've kind of carried on that tradition with Patch. Um, but, you know, we might have people setting them off in the village where that wouldn't normally happen. So that's a really um, interesting way to kind of repurpose and bring back to life a story that you might have thought was dead in the water. Um so that's another idea. So you look for another hook, another angle and a freshen up, which might make a real difference. The other thing that you can do um, is you can try the next outlet on your list. So just because your picture has been ignored by one publication doesn't mean to say it's not going to work for another, as I said at the beginning of this episode. So if you took part in my recent PR challenge or if you're in my membership already or you've worked with me before, one of the things I always get people to do is find a list of outlets that they want to pitch to or they'd like to appear in. Because the more more places that you've got to work through, the easier it is for you. Because if one person says no, you just move on to the next one and move on to the next one. And you can actually, you know, once you've really started working on um, building your media relationships, you'll know what stories are going to work for different journalists and different publications. It just means every time, you know, you get a no, you pick yourself up and you move on really quickly. And it really improves the chance of you placing your story. Um, I've also done a recent pub, uh, 
podcasts and blog posts um, on this very topic and that was all about how you can find five local media outlets that you can pitch to so I'll link to that in the show notes as well if you want to access the show notes all you need to do is on your app just swipe up and it will give you the notes to this episode with all of the relevant links so if you want to go and have a look at that that will give you some ideas as well if you don't know where else you can pitch your story to and then the other thing that you can do when we're thinking what to do next is just to remember what just because it's not right right now doesn't mean it's not right forever so i have um and basically in my inbox which is very full um i have a thing where again this isn't rocket science it's just a really basic way of working but it really helps i have a thing where basically if something comes into my inbox and i think okay i might use that later i'll flag it so the kind of things that i i would flag would be anything to do with the survey or data because i'll think okay i might be able to use that in a story in the future so like i've got loads of puppy pandemic things in there i've got loads of lockdown things in there i've got products in there i've got all kinds of different things so something will land in my inbox and i'll think okay i can't use that right now that story isn't strong enough but actually i'm going to keep hold of that because when i'm looking for a particular column i'm writing or a particular slot i've got to fill that might be handy so for instance i did a story about like hedgehogs and how hedgehogs have been coping in lockdown and that had landed in my inbox weeks earlier and then because it felt more topical, I decided to um, use it for a column that I was working on. So even though the the press release was probably sent to me in like April or something, it went in the paper in June, it still got the coverage. So, you know, they still achieved their, you know, they still had the outcome that they wanted. Um, so even though it's not right right now, it doesn't mean it's not right forever. I've also had stories where, you know, I've pitched them and then years later, they've said, oh, we really want to do something about that topic. Have you still got that story that you pitched us? So I've been like, yes, I'll refresh it. I'll make sure it's up to date. And then it will go in the paper. I did one on payday loans like years ago. I think it ran about a year later. Um, so just because it isn't ready, it, it's not, you know, it's not right to be published right now. doesn't mean that it's completely dead in the water. Okay, so the final piece of advice, if you've sent off a pitch or a press release and you're really convinced it's a great idea and you want to get it out there but it's going nowhere, is to put it on your own media. So you've got your own website, you've got your own social media, you can create your own, you can use it as a story on your own website or as a blog post. You can then repurpose that blog post by sharing it on social media, by putting it in your email newsletter or your printed newsletter if you want to. So you can put that story out as much as you want to. So when one of my clients, Claire, she had this brilliant blog post about coronavirus and how to help pets in lockdown. So she came up with that in like March and it was before anyone was really kind of writing stories about how lockdown would imp- impact on our pets. So she did try and pitch it, but she didn't really get much pickup, which sounds bonkers now, but it happened. So she put it on her own website instead and it got picked up by radio stations. It got shared hundreds of times. So if you really believe in a story idea or press release or pitch and it isn't landing anywhere then you have your own media so just put it out there instead so if you've gone to the trouble of creating something if you can't get it anywhere else that is your last resort but actually that can in turn end up with it being picked up by the publications who might have turned you down in the first place so i hope that gives you some inspiration and i hope if you ever have had anything that didn't land um, and you're thinking, okay, what should, you know, what could I have done? Then next time, you know what to do. And then the final thing I want to say to you, and I said this at the beginning, but I'm going to say it again and again. I need to listen to my own advice sometimes with this. Is don't take it personally. So it can be really 
it can be really tough to go and pitch to a journalist. It's a really brave thing to do, particularly when you're just starting out and you're not used to it. It's quite daunting. And if you get a no or you get a knockback or you get ignored, you might sit there and find it really, find it quite crushing. And I understand that because I found it quite crushing too. And I've been doing it for a long, long time. But don't take it personally. So please don't sit there thinking the report will hate you or find you annoying. They won't. They're just going to be really busy or you know, busy working on whatever story they're working on. Um, it is really easy to take things personally, particularly when it's something that's like kind of your baby, it's your business or it's your product or your service or whatever it is that you're putting forward. But if getting coverage is something that you're keen to work on, then you're going to have knockbacks, backs. you're going to have stories that you didn't write that people will love and you're going to have stories that you loved and that people will just not pick up on, will just, for whatever reason, they just don't strike a chord. So, if you follow the advice that I've given in this episode, particularly the, um, you know, the what to do next tips, so the follow up, the looking for another hook, trying the next outlet, not right now doesn't mean not right forever. Um, that's going to really help you um, be more resilient when it comes to pitching. And also when you're kind of reflecting on your pitches as well, look at the reasons why it might have been ignored and just remember these when you are pitching. So make sure it's suitable for the publication, make sure it's suitable for their readership just check to see if it's strong enough um and yeah make sure the reporter is is still working there people move around a lot so don't be um don't be disheartened if that's the case um and yeah and if they've covered a recent story um a story that's very similar as well then that could be a reason why you've you've just missed out that time but it doesn't mean it's going to be forever so i hope you found that helpful um and i just thought i would say in this episode actually that um you can sign up to receive emails when I have a new podcast out. So if you would like to sign up to get notifications when there's a new episode out, so you can go and tune in. Um, then if you go to the show notes of this episode, there's a link there where you can sign up. And the final thing I just wanted to add as well is that I do have a free Facebook group. So if you'd like to come and hang out in there, um, every week I go in there and I share tips on how to get press coverage as well. I put new podcast episodes in there. I put media opportunities in there. And there's like over a thousand pet business owners in there now who um, who have built a really lovely community. So you can network, you can meet, meet other inspiring petpreneurs and you can... Um, look out for media opportunities in there as well so if you'd like to go and join that it's publicity for pet businesses on facebook you can find a link on my website as well or you can go to the show notes and that will take you to the facebook page facebook group even so i hope you found that helpful and yeah like i say just keep just keep swimming as they say in um, as dory says in the film um, and don't let the knockbacks knock you down um, hope you found that helpful do let me know how you get on with your pictures and thank you as ever for listening into the show thank you for listening to the publicity for pet businesses podcast for more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk